What's new and coming to Walt Disney World in 2024? My name's Martin and I'm going to be your guide to all things that are coming to Walt Disney World this year. So let's start off with one of the big ones and it's something that a lot of people in the UK especially have been really waiting for and that is the return of the Disney dining plans. Uh, we covered the Disney dining plans uh, a couple of weeks ago on one of our podcasts and videos as you can check that out by just searching for us and you can find uh, some of our, our older sort of podcasts where we explain kind of the differences between the Disney dining plan and the quick service dining plan. A um, couple of reasons why people love doing the dining plans is because you can basically prepay for everything. So it means that whilst you're at Walt Disney World, you've got your two meals per day and your snack and your resort mug as well to get the drinks whilst you're in the hotel. So really the only things you're probably going to be paying out for is maybe a little bit of merchandise, maybe some extra snacks and that kind of stuff. Or if you're on the quick service one and you want to do one or two uh, table service, and you're probably going to be paying out for that. Um, if you want to have a chat with us to see if it's worth you and your family taking it, uh, please get in touch using the links below and we'll be really happy to help. Next big change, if you're coming from the UK and have one of the UK 14 or 7 day tickets, is you don't need to make a park reservation for the time that you're there. So, so even though the tickets are actually date based, uh, the price kind of depends on the first day you're going to go into the parks. Beforehand, what you would have to do is you still have to make a reservation for each park. So you'd say, okay, on this day I'm going to go into Magic Kingdom and on this day I'm going to Epcot. So you no longer have to do that. So you don't have to plan in advance which park you're going to go to. Now, I personally would still plan in advance. What we do is we send out a couple of weeks before you go, we send out a up-to-date crowd calendar to our uh, guests that are staying uh, and booked with us. And what that means is that we use AI technology. It works out and predicts which is going to be the quietest parks to visit each day. We send it out and it's got basically a number between 1 and 10 for each park. You can then look through and see, oh, actually, yes, uh, Magic Kingdom is much quieter today than Epcot. I'm going to go to Magic Kingdom. Uh, it's also got things on there like when the parks are closing early for special events, that kind of stuff. So you can then help to sort of plan out um, your time. So no registration required, but I would still recommend planning what you're going to do each day because if you go to the wrong parks, so for example, in a couple of days' time when I'm recording this, Magic Kingdom is actually going to be a rated 3 out of 10. Quite a low capacity, okay? Whereas Disney's Hollywood Studios is a 9. So if you turn up at Disney's Hollywood Studios, you are basically standing in a sea of people for the entire time, whereas Magic Kingdom is going to be pretty low queues for the entire day, so you'll be able to do lots more by going to Magic Kingdom. Uh, so that's we definitely recommend you don't have to book in advance any, anymore, but have a little bit of a plan as to what you want to do on each day. And speaking about that, park hopping is back. Now, you've always been able to park up after two o'clock, um, but now you can park up straight away. So you can literally go into Magic Kingdom, go and do one ride, and then jump on the monorail and head up to Epcot or jump on a bus and go over to Hollywood Studios and you can do that straight away so you no longer are restricted to wait until two o'clock I think what a lot of people were a bit frustrated with that was that um if you'd been into the park quite early in the morning if you'd had the early theme park hours for hotel guests and you were getting there at 7 30 in the morning by two o'clock you were a, you were kind of ready uh, to move parks um and what it would also do is that it might be a little bit of a bottleneck is that everyone then tries to get there 
for two o'clock. The transportation in between the parks didn't start until 1.30. If you were um, at Animal Kingdom and you wanted to visit Epcot, then what we would recommend is not take the first Epcot bus, but to take the bus to Boardwalk or to Yacht Club or to one of those um, and then just walk and use the International Gateway. Um, it's a lot easier to kind of do. Plus, also, you're kind of up towards the back. Uh, if you're going to go over that sort of time, you probably go in for lunch anyway. So, fantastic. No longer need to wait until 2 o'clock to park up. So, we've spoken about sort of like some of the more rules and regulations that have changed. Um, but actually, let's talk about some attractions. So, what is coming in 2024? Uh, so, if you're a fan of Splash Mountain, you will know that it's closed and it is currently going under a refurbishment to become Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Um, so this is going to be the same track, but it's going to be themed to The Princess and the Frog as opposed to quite a controversial film beforehand. Well, last time I was there in December, I walked past um, and you could see that we're doing a lot of building work. It does look really, really good and it does look like it's going to be amazing. So we don't have a definitive date uh, when it's going to be opening. It says kind of more late 2024. Who knows with Disney when that's going to be? Usually when they say that kind of time, it's around the beginning of October. Um, but it could be absolutely any time. Until we get an official confirmation, it's just sort of guesswork. Disney also recently announced that they were going to bring back the Voyage of the Little Mermaid uh, show, which is in Disney's Hollywood Studios. So this ran for 20, 25 years. Really long-running show. Uh, and it got cut during COVID because it was an indoor attraction. It didn't take a lot of people and it took a lot of people to, to to run and actually staff it. Really great show. The one thing that used to annoy me a little bit uh, in that show was that a lot of people would go into the and watch it just to get out of the Orlando sun uh, for half an hour. So you used to get people sitting there on their phones and chatting to each other because they really weren't there necessarily to see the show. They just wanted to get out of the sun and go into some air conditioning. And this was a way of sitting down um out of the sun so hopefully especially when it first opens people are actually going to go on there to watch the show and it was a really nice show a really kind of cute show next up and staying with hollywood studios star tours is going to be getting some new scenes and these are going to be from the new disney plus uh, show so mandalorian and ahsoka are going to be making appearances uh in star tours now when they've added new scenes to star tours beforehand what they've done is they've kind of fixed it for the first sort of week or so, two weeks, uh, that every single one is the same. So if, if you don't know the Star Tours actually has about 66 different variations um, that you can go on to. So the idea is that when you go on to it, it should be different or a little bit different every single time. So you can go, if you start with Darth Vader, you're going to be going, you can't go and do something that is in the last films in, in the Rise of Skywalker because Darth Vader is dead. So uh, it sticks to the timeline. Whereas when they bring in new scenes, what they tend to do is fix it so they, those will always be on. Because, of course, you'd be quite disappointed if there was brand new scenes and you didn't actually get to see any of those new scenes when you got on. And lastly, in Epcot, where the fountains used to be, they brought out the the new kind of uh, area there. And you got the statue of Walt, which I had my photo taken with uh, back in December. But the Communicore Plaza and Hall are going to be opening this year as well and this is going to be basically where you'll be able to go and meet mickey and minnie and friends and lots of disney characters 
whilst you're in Epcot. If you can't remember what it used to be like, you used to have quite a few meet and greet areas. What you really used to like about the old one was that you would go and meet one character and then you'd back to back. So you used to be able to see two or three characters by only queuing up once. And that was great because you got so much value for your time. Hopefully it's going to be quite similar this time is that you're going to be able to go and see uh, quite a few characters when you're at Communicore. Of course, there's going to be things that uh, Disney have not announced yet, which will be going to be coming out. So just stick with us and we'll be giving you all information and the news as soon as it comes out. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. And if you're uh, watching on YouTube, give it a like, maybe a comment. Um, if you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating review. It really does help us get out the podcast to as many people as possible. If you found that useful uh, and you want us to help you book your holidays over to Orlando, please get in touch. All the links are in the show notes below or visit orlandoinsider.co.uk. That's orlandoinsider, all one word, .co.uk. And one of our Orlando gurus be more than happy to help you with your awesome Orlando adventure. For now, have a magical day.